1: Blog Talk Radio.
3: You are now listening to the Pancakes and Power Slam show by Crave Wrestling on Blog Talk Radio. Be sure to follow Crave Wrestling on Twitter at Crave Wrestling and join the Facebook fan page Crave Wrestling. And we are live, ladies and gentlemen, episode 282. This is the Pancakes and Power Slam show, baby, Bear. We alive and living color, getting funky like a monkey, if you will. We at the mothership. This is the mothership. This is the Pancakes and Power Slams show, baby. We getting down and we getting down and dirty. We are getting boogie like a woogie, funky like a monkey, if you will, baby. This is the Pancakes and Power Slams, 382 episodes, baby, with my man Chris Featherstone. Yeah, baby. <laughs> I'm ready to have some fun guys um, Pardon the delay But we're going to have some fun We're going to have a lot of fun As we do always ladies and As we do always The PNP Nation knows How much fun we have Every single week And that's exactly what we're going to do This week uh, <laughs> Only for a gym selfie Actually I had them up today uh, When I took my gym selfie Moa. I had them up in my bun today Like this, you know, that's 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 one uh, that's one fun thing I like about my locks. Um, what's up, Chris? Welcome. Um, Chris, uh, it's his first show, so welcome to the PNP Nation, welcome to the Pancakes and Power Sam show. Everybody, welcome Chris to the PNP Nut Gallery. Uh, Chris, I think you'll like this show, we'll have a lot of fun. This is the most interactive podcast. In the world, Bill. So, um, Chris, uh, I'm ball, Chris. No hair talk. <laughs> uh, but yeah, real quick, my my locks. Um, I've had my locks for a while, like 15 years almost, 15, 14, 15 years. And um, uh, last spring, I cut uh, the sides in the back, and I love it actually. But um, I, I just, it just depends on the day, you know. Just depends. Uh Rob, great to have you back, man. Um so today I was like, you know what, I think a few days ago, I was like, you know what? I just I'm feeling a bun. You know, sometimes I feel a bun, sometimes I feel it down, sometimes I feel braids. I had I had two big braids uh at WrestleMania. Uh Evan knows, he was there with me. So, you know, sometimes I feel something and Sometimes having a ponytail, it's just fun, man. You know, it's just the type of personality I am. Figure it out, you know. So uh, <laughs> that's that's a, a quick quick uh, snippet on my on my hair since uh, Mo brought it up. All right, so uh, the interview for this week is uh, Mike McGurk. You guys remember Mike McGurk? You guys remember Mike McGurk, the ring announcer? Um, fun fun stuff. So I talked to, uh, so I hear Mike's hilarious. All right, I, I stopped. I stopped, Michael. I stopped, Michael. Um, so you guys remember Mike McGurk. Mike McGurk was the female ring announcer for WWE. And, um, and really cool stuff. So and it's going to be a two-part interview because the interview is about an hour long. So um, you're going to hear half of it today. Um, and so we're going to jump right into it. So she shared some really interesting stuff about just her time in WWE. Uh, Rob remembers Mike McGurk. Um, so she shared some really interesting stuff about her, her dad and, and, and the Mid South influence and, and what she did in WWE and just uh, hanging out with the guys and how that was. And then um, that's part one. And then um, and then the second part. <laughs> Second part is going to be really interesting too. So, uh, part one is um, what we're going to check out tonight. So, without further ado, we're going to be crunching time. We still want to end around the same time. We got a, a bit of a delay because of um, the the scheduling. Uh, so, but we're going to have some amazing, amazing fun. And we're going to have a lot of fun. And of course, so we're going to talk about the Raw reunion. And we have the. Uh, third week, we have the brackets, ladies and gentlemen. I'll put the bracket on the screen again, and you guys are going to let me know who advances. We have a tournament bracket up to determine who was the greatest first time, um, the the greatest first time WWE champion um, of all time. So that is the <clears throat> that is the format for tonight. Of course, we got some Ask Chris questions. Of course, we got some trivia. Remind me of some trivia too. I got some trivia, some trivia uh, on deck for you. I hope I don't, I hope I don't forget it. So again, Raw reunion. We got some uh, headlines, of course, and then the flavor of the week is the uh, tournament once again. So we're gonna have a lot of fun with that. Ladies and gentlemen, y'all ready rock? Y'all ready rock and rock and roll? And uh, you guys are ready to. And and also, got a new. I got a new song on the PNP playlist. You guys got guys to remind me about that, uh, too, that when we get to the Flavor of the Week, I'm going to play, uh, I think I'll play the old song for a little bit, perhaps, and then I'm going to play the one of the newest uh, songs on the PNP playlist. And I know this is on YouTube, and I want to make sure that all my – I's are dotted, all my T's are crossed. Every single song, every single bit of music that you hear on the Pancakes and Power Sam show is either one original or two approved. And I can show you any type of documentation you want on YouTube, either one original or two approved by the the actual composer that you will see on YouTube, whoever it is, Intellect, uh, Braxton Cook, uh, Potato Head people. Whoever you see, uh, you know I'm a big jazz fan, so um I, I contacted all every single jazz artist as a part of the PNP playlist and they have approved it. Uh every single song. So um uh, that is the P P playlist and or its original. I've actually had songs the the, the uh intro song was Taylor made. Taylor made, yeah. Uh, for this um this show it is an actual original uh, song uh, by uh, my dude Eric Cross, and also the inner inner some some the song that I play sometimes in inner uh, interlude uh, is also a um, thank you Michael appreciate that man, <clears throat> uh, um, and also the interlude is also an original song from my dude uh, Armand and Priest uh, also a pancakes and power slams uh, song so. Uh, like again, like I said, all the music that you hear is either original or approved. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's hop into this Mike McGurk interview. Of course, I'm gonna be checking out the chat. Um, have some Ask Chris questions ready for me from the for the other side, and we're gonna jump right into the interview and have some fun on the on the other side. All right, see you soon. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is Chris Featherstone with the Pancakes and Power Slam show. I'm really excited to interview this person this week. Uh, you know, we were just talking before the air, and, uh, you know, she's – I love people asking me questions because people, people know that I'm a Ph.D. student currently, and um, that's just the way that I, I love people asking me questions because I, I ask a lot of questions. I'm an interviewer, so that's kind of my job. So <laughs> so uh, I was just – she asked me a question. She she was like, you know, what, what – Caused me to to want to interview her, and I thought about it for a second. I was like, you know what? I I just love talking to people who shares road stories. Uh, and this person was very pivotal in the business during the uh, the boom period of of WWE in the '80s. And uh, this person uh, was a very pivotal person. This was a very um, very pivotal person when it comes to announcing to ring announcing. We see a lot of. Female figures now, and ring announcing, and refereeing, and things like that. This person was uh, uh, in, in, a vi- in very unchartered territories back in the, in the WWE in, in the '80s, and uh, she 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 rose up and roared like a lioness, and, and stood her ground, and and was very successful in it. So, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Mike McGurk, how are you tonight?
4: Well, I was wondering if you're going to have somebody call in. And uh, guess, because it was, it was like, wow, those are some good clues. <laughs> um, who could that be? Well, thank you. Yes, I'm doing great. And I hope you are doing well, Chris, and everybody out there that's uh, listening to Pancakes and Power Slams. I had to ask, what is that? And I've got a uh, brief synopsis of it is, and I think I fit in because I love Pancakes i um, not sure I've seen plenty of power slams, witnessed
2: mm-hmm.
4: them, mm-hmm. Um, but have definitely been all around the uh, professional wrestling business since I was born. Mm-hmm. So there's um, stories that I can really remember out on my own, um, stories that I remember um, growing up in the business and seeing these so-called, they were characters, yeah. you know, they were um you know, I had them from, um, from Italians to people from, like Argentina, Zuma from, you know, Argentina. But they all had different customs, different colors, different – everything was um, just – it was a great way to grow up um, and and learn about other people's cultures. Yep. And um, I think that's another thing that, you know, I, I grew up defending the business like the Von Ericks did. We were all growing up in there. Ted, the same way, DiBiase, and – um, I'm not sure so much the hearts, but I'm sure they went through. We all did. If we grew up uh, and our family had been in the business, um, you defended it because that was your living. And um, so how I came into it, I think everybody has been told or known, but it it fascinated me. Um, the people fascinated me, and that was an avenue that, I, that you could um, – That you would see that, although it was very unpopular where I went to school in Tulsa, Oklahoma at Edison, and um, I was considered like the circus child, I think, but, (laughs) oh, her dad's in professional wrestling, so it was um, the opportunity to be in and around these guys, which now were my age, you know, we grew up, as I said, as kids, and then defending it, and then being in it, um, it was a natural for me. Um, I tried. If anybody reads too, I tried marrying the wrestlers because back in the day, if you weren't a um, lady wrestler, it was you. There just was no place for you, and it was even tough for being a la- for women wrestling. Um, I, I, gosh, I can remember Sherry um, when she was coming in um, with the hippie in like 1976 before people knew who Sherry Martell was and there's stories there and um but they were they were real people um and we were all there making a living and um uh, uh, the stories just people it, it, say Mike why haven't you written a book because i'm sure it would be on the edge of it would be on the edge of reality because some of it would you know, is that really true no that really didn't happen so i it would be you know this. i don't know if it could be fiction or not because some of it as you probably have, some of the stories just can't be told.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
4: people are gone, and I will give the voice to um, Sherry and good things about what it was like to be in a dressing room or just on both of us one day uh, coming together in a show early, um, oh, gosh, mid, mid-80s because I was still providing the ring um, for Vince and uh I, I mean, we had to fight to find a dressing room. And then just, you know, you almost felt privileged. Or, you know, back in the old days, Sherry knew it. Um, sometimes the guys, if you didn't have a place, because we didn't have these big mammoth arenas. Um, I, gosh, I should be talking like I'm a dinosaur or something. But, we, just, you know, there wasn't these big mammoth arenas that wrestling could be in. So you didn't have dressing rooms. Jim Ross would back me up on this because he ran a spot show for my father several times, and they would have to rent these motel rooms that were in these little towns yeah. for the guys to dress in and shower in. And then they would come together in the car, and, you know, a lot of times it, it, somebody would say, oh, my God, I saw a with, you know, Danny Hodge or something. And, you know, the old days of, you know, they that um, they ate together and and did so much. That was kind of hard. Because the kayfabe was intact, very much so, and getting the rides. uh, I'm I'm taking people back to the stories that, uh, and then we'll come up to the future if you've got time, but just the stories that I've seen and um, how they basically are the same, Mm -hmm. (laughs) whether they were back when my dad was on the road and, and they would let one of the guys out or they'd pick a hitchhiker up and scare the the daylight's out of them. I mean, they would say, like, you know, one of them in the car would act like they were from the mental institution. I don't know. There were some pretty crazy stories that um, if he was a hitchhiker, he he definitely wanted to get out of that car and find another one if they didn't <laughs> let him off. I don't know. I just, for fun, because they were on the road. You didn't have the highways. They didn't have the, you know, the roads. So anyway, Sherry knew what it was like, and um, that's what I thought. I, I, are, we, are we going to... Uh, I have to find uh, somewhere, do we just dress in the car? And she said, you know, kid, you've got a lot to learn. You've been on the other side of it, but that's, you know, you need to come here dress." So what I had then was put the ring up and then had to go find a place, you know, <laughs> and turn into the announcer real quick. So a lot of times people would ask what happened to the girl that came in. And I, it, all the while it was me because I never came in as, you know, I came in to work and then it was time, you know, to try to do the announcer or, like, I started with the ring, as I said, and then doing some music. But just the part. Don't look like you're with the ring crew. And yeah. I learned that. Yeah. But um, it was always fun to, to change up who you are and then to be uh, in the business and um, to see the things that happened um, even when I was with the WWF and trying to keep, you know, I I, I knew I had... You know, closed doors everywhere I went. My dad told me that. There was nobody that made any phone calls for me. Um, the association that my dad and I had with Senior definitely helped, and also he knew the name. So it kind of, that helped. That, But I also had to prove myself, and that was something that, you know, again, it was like what's happening now in the business and how it's evolving and changing. And I love the AEW. I think anything that's new and fresh, and it was what way I mean, how could I not be? I love all the old-style wrestling in the 80s and the glorified era. Heck, yeah, I was part of it. But that was also revered then as what, like, oh, my God, it's new. It's not the same. You know, it's not 60 minutes. It's two out of three falls. It was changing. Yeah. And you had to change with it, and you know, at that time, an era definitely caught on, and I was lucky to be a part of that to again push that it didn't that a that a woman could have something to do with it. What I didn't want to be cheesy. I want to be just what I wanted, respected, but not thrown around in the ring. <laughs> i my dad I knew that was that was never me, but how to be a part of it and and uh the best way to do it is to start serving and i hadn't i really never even thought about the announcing I really wanted to do more interviewing um
3: yeah, that's what I was going to ask you as far as just uh how did you even break into the announcement, and what did you want to do? Because I know that your dad was a promoter, yeah. and that's how you got into the business. And now I know because you were setting up uh, rings and doing all kinds of stuff for your dad. Um, now, what, like like you said, you, I was going to ask, like, what was it that you wanted to do as far as uh, in the wrestling business and interview? Because you worked with promos too, right? Were you in oh, the yeah. WWE? I, in
4: fact, I was the first um, female commentator that he used um, and put me right there. <laughs> you know, there was no script for this. There was there was nothing the the this, this, the thing that made me go is gosh you got you've got this chance of something that you already know uh, I never looked at it ever in a broad spectrum at all it was doing the job being around the people that uh, I, the associated I I mean that was comfortable to me that was what I knew I'd grown up in it and. It was a good living. Um, doesn't take, you know, two and two to figure that out. That hey, um, it, I just wasn't, I wasn't happy doing what my dad and my mom had preferred me to do is um, go and find your own and you know marry somebody away from the business. Um, and but that was not that that wasn't it wasn't me. It just didn't happen. It kept crawling. You know, it just told me. Um, that's just where I belonged. I had a ring um, that I had uh, maintained and left when my father and uh, Bill Watts had finally split, and that was all it took. Um, and a phone call from somebody, that uh, Terry Garvin, that had now had moved on up to uh, New York and was working with Vince. It was all new, uncharted territory for that, too. Mm-hmm. So to get on that, it, I mean, there was no rules like it had been except there was still the man deal and but it was you know if if i'd been anything less and and i drank with the boys but i also when i say i put them to bed i put them to bed then i went to sleep in my room i made sure that they didn't get in trouble um but we we had fun you know uh, uh and i learned early on to um watch out for them and i think vince Got that? I want to have fun, but I also, you know, how they the heck they still had the Polaroids or you know, this is the 80s. We didn't have cell phones. We didn't have that. But you always were careful with somebody that had a camera, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> especially with what we and we weren't doing anything really wrong, but um, it, especially back then. But we were all together, and um, you know, somebody would come in there and, or to somebody's and. I'm sitting there with the guys, and she takes off her top, and she's doing a thing I've never seen with a piece of ice on her chest, which was kind of funny. But any, I mean, it's, but you don't want somebody taking a picture of that. Um, I don't know. I, crazy people, and we thought wrestlers were crazy. There's some people out there that will do anything to get attention. And I would watch this, and they would—they were like big brothers. They protected me, and they always asked me, "Go, oh, you okay?" And I, yeah, I'm—I'm I'm just fine. I'm—you know, there wasn't anything that they could put past me, that—that um, that would shock me. And also too, that I also knew a lot of them. Just—they were married. They were big boys. They were like brothers to me because. They didn't, you know, they didn't carry my bags. They didn't do any of that. But they were professional. They looked out for me um, when we'd go out in the public. Um, I mean, I I can't explain if anything. Sometimes they ran probably potential people off because they were like, "Oh, you're with the wrestling? Yeah, uh, like you know, I, I don't know." But people get the wrong idea sometimes. But. I defended it, um, and I had fun with it. I cherish every time that I'm um, uh, see the nasty boys. That was my last one. I and Mean Jean. I was just in North Carolina um, at oh the Oh, I think they do that fan fest thing. Um, I'm not going to promote it. They didn't book me this time. They can book me next time. I'll promote it.
2: <laughs> but anyway,
4: I saw um, Mean Jean down at the hotel and. Um, and it, that was the last time I got to see him and I had terrific time just talking about the the great days with um, the nasties and and uh just how it is it's like time hadn't changed we were still just you know it just I couldn't want for anything the how they make you feel um mm-hmm. and we're family I ask about their family and you know even though we don't get to see each other um that bond it will, is is there at least in my heart it always will be towards all all of the people that that sacrifice their bodies and do what they do um no one knows you know and and even you know i took it for granted for so long when i was younger and um and and then um you realize i'm thankful for you know my guys the fans but it took i don't know how it evolved as far as National uh, television, but I was doing the announcing um for extra money to after I was doing and pulling the ring that was my foot in the door is yeah. to provide the service that you know it was a total turnaround. I hear my, I had been a promoter's daughter, and that was always done well now i 'm on the uh, other side of it, and i 'm pulling that ring, and i 'm knowing what it's like to be there before the show you don 't have a show if you don't have a ring, and I knew how much even though it's a thankless job. I knew how much is was riding on it, especially with Vince going on to these territories and towns that have not been, uh, you know, saturated uh, by Vince. Yet we still had um, Georgia television coming in. And you still had Watts that was local television. Um, Kansas City you had, uh, you know, I was going against, Kansas City. These people that had been in partnerships with my dad, but everything was new. Everything was breaking up. There wasn't, you know, the National Wrestling Alliance as we knew it then. I understand NWA now, but um, it wasn't like what was going on then. Mm-hmm. So, which is a whole different probably five hours I could tell you about. <laughs> you, um, I I get off on just trying to bring everybody up pretty quick of uh, how I ended up. I don't know um, by the grace of God and, and um, um, that it was the timing and, you know, you got to meet him halfway. And I had the desire, wasn't sure, but it was, it took Jack Lanza one night saying, well, you know how to do this. There was a a, a a guy that had been a local announcer and he was not doing what, anything that they wanted to do. In fact, it was just way out of hand. Jack came out there um, and snatched him, he was an agent for the show, and said, you know, you're out of here. I'm at the desk in my little tuxedo getting ready for the music and making sure that the guy up top is going to get that music right and that, you know, if we have any changes that I'm going to get that too because we didn't want to look stupid when, you know, play somebody's music that, that it's just not professional. But that's how I was raised, you know, it was just, it was my show but um so jack turned to me and he's like you're announcing. I, uh, so <laughs> it, it fell that way and within a year and a half later um and and the help of I I sent a videotape about a 10 minute videotape to Vince and um then I heard from him and that was it, it but it had to be his idea. You know, that was the um the thing and and I was raw. I mean, as you see me the early days with the big, heavy tuxedos. Mm-hmm. That was before we even had the sewing girls. And, hey, the sewing girls made me spandex, and I'm forever thankful on that, too. I still <laughs> have them. I still have all my tuxedos. Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. And you... that was just an idea, too. That was a freelance. It was something when, you know, I, and I, I take the term lightly when you all – Put that because I wasn't in any idea of trying to you know trailblaze or um, I, I didn't think about that I but also too it was time yeah. it was time for everything else and it was a good time for a woman to get up there that wasn't sell and and because remember um, and you're uh, you you have a, a PG show this was a PG business yeah the, and you know you've had. You didn't have the skin. I can tell you. Even we'll go back to um, Sherry again because it was usually about the costume that Sherry would wear. We didn't have much to compare. Liz looked beautiful, so who are we going to pick on? Is <laughs> Sherry because she's got to be outlandish? That's her character. That's yeah. what it is. You've got to, you know, you've got to entertain and you've got to keep fresh. Well, she would have these wonderful ideas that came off uh, Bourbon Street, and um, and she had friends down there too, and they'd exchange, you know, different. Ideas, but this one, Vince saw and he said, "No, you've. uh, We had to put fishnet, so the sewing girls had to put fishnet where those. um, Now everybody wears the holy jeans, and I mean, just (laughs) are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Things have changed."
3: (laughs) Yeah. Now you mentioned uh, you mentioned Terry Garvin. He was an assistant Booker in the WWE Uh for for a while. Now, of course, a lot of people know that he was involved uh, in a in a big scandal. Uh, I mean, you being been there during the time he was there, and in the '80s, was there anything that kind of threw you off from from your relationship with Terry that you noticed?
4: No, not nothing that I had already known before. Nothing. Mm. Yeah, I mean, Terry had been with the you know the fabulous Garvin brothers. I grew up with the watching them, and I remember when Jimmy was oh. I was I was infatuated with Jimmy Garvin. He was a cute little thing um, when he was, like, 19, and I was probably 13, you know, just enough to go, oh, my God. Because otherwise, those wrestlers never – Danny Hodge was all right, but these were all older guys, you know, but yeah. to have a young – so Jimmy Garvin, I might say, probably caught my eye before anybody. Um, then along, Jack Briscoe, that was – oh, that's terrific, people, but um, – I knew Terry back then, and then he came in, and he was a a booker for us for a while. Um, When I was married with Brian, and we were all trying to keep this territory going and um, when my dad was sick, and it was just a rough time, but Terry and and his wife and his family were here, and um, I knew nothing but of Terry except goodness you know i i have could never say anything i wouldn't um I, I i loved him he he was old school wrestling he was tough as tough as they come and and um whatever things have been said about terry um i can only tell you what i From knew and loved for mm-hmm. years and yeah. as a talent too so yeah. um uh, and I, I'm not even going to ask, because um, there's been, like I said, there's stuff that I've listened to. Everybody out there that's listening, I, you know it's true. <laughs> you can't believe everything, um, and that people misconstrue things. And that's what I always uh, would ask is, like, gosh, I'll, I don't want to get my feelings hurt, but sometimes people say things that just aren't true, and uh, and I think, gosh. Is wrestling become a scandal now? Or <laughs> the story isn't scandalous? Yeah. So um, and then they make a show out of it, right? Yeah. So um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my life. I mean, I you know those Von Erichs and and you put that on there and I you know I I have to turn away personally. I Kevin, I know those boys. I knew that family. Yeah. Um, God, I just it breaks my heart. I. We spent time in Las Vegas together as kids when we were young, and our parents were there at the NWA meetings um, that would happen yearly, not always in Las Vegas, but pretty much so, enough for me to learn to love that city. Mm -hmm. And um, so we were too young, but we had these big humongous suites that our parents had. And, again, here we are, the same age-esque, you know, within Mm -hmm. two or three years. Mm -hmm. And we get together in the rooms and, hey, we room service beer, you know, so, uh, we, yeah, I know, if it's still PG, forgive us, we had beer at age 14, but Las Vegas, that was, it was, it was much, much more loose then. Things hasn't, it wasn't anything like yeah. that, but, you know, yeah. we, gosh, the worst we ever did, um, it was that, golly, um, but we had fun together and I grew up and it breaks my heart, um, because I know, I, well, especially because I was, I traveled with Carrie, now, I knew David so much, um, so much better, and Kevin um, longer. But I knew Carrie. Carrie was uh, came in there and was so young at the time, but he was, you know, understood um, sister, and and he was. He was a sweetheart.
3: Um, had a ton of charisma too. I was a big Carrie fan when I
4: was a kid. Oh, yeah. the, uh, that kid! It was a combination. He was like, he had. Uh, David was such a mastermind. It was great business. Yeah. Kevin, and then came the third and Carrie, and it just like oh my God. And he was, he just and his heart. That's it would break my heart. Sometimes he would um, come in there, and he of course he knew me, and so he he didn't totally dress there. And I don't want anybody to take that wrong, but he would come to my dressing room and and ask to to use it he says you almost done and i said sure and it's yours you know you can get geared up or whatever maybe he you know he just wanted to be alone and i understood um that you know boys shoot people everybody can be cruel at times and you know make fun of something and i guess you know he had an accident <clears throat> uh motorcycle and in his foot but that is sometimes i don't know became fodder for some people but anyway you know those are the that family it, I knew him. I was talking to him, yeah. you know, and and we were on the road when I heard it. I knew he was had time off um, because of some things that were going on in his life, and um, I, I oh, just, just still does. It's emotional because not only have I seen a lot of life lost um, needlessly, um, you know, but I guess that's what it took or takes for people to stand up and take attention to. Um, um, you know, get control of your life yeah. and uh and it was back then it was a rock and roll life and and it your body can't always maintain that you oh. know at the age of forty, and then you know um it gets to you and i learned i didn't learn how they died back when I was younger. what I saw was a lot of them that you know were broken down and and crippled, and I thought, oh my God. You know, no wonder my dad didn't want me to do this because it takes a toll on your body. So um, yeah, the respect that I have for these guys that go and and do that, and them to be in there with them, and and um, um, and learn I mean, the professional of them, the professionalism of it. I can tell you um, that I saw Owen Hart. I saw his knee blow out, and I didn't, I mean, he covered it. I, I, and here I'd watched that match over and over and been on the road like six days. And I, so I knew, you know, how it was going to go, and I didn't ever notice that the leapfrog was any different until um, the referee, the match was, was over pretty quick. Things happened, you know, the, something happened, finished, didn't go, or whatever. We were going home. Well, he was hurt, and he'd blown his knee, and he walked out of there, and you would have never known it. He went to the back, and that's when I was told, They said, um, you got a car. We need to get him to the emergency room because we were in Dallas, mm-hmm. and then went over to Baylor. And I told him, when we were taking him back there, I said, how do you do it? How, you know, oh, and my God, I would be just whimpering and screaming, and he said, Mike, what kind of professional would I be? These people pay their hard money hard earned money to come and see us, and if I'm wimping out that he said i can't, I can't do that uh, you know and and God, he missed a European tour that year over it i mean it, just and and you know to, to see them how they carried themselves, it made a better better human out of me. It really did just be around the people that I was and and still consider. Still, they still consider me friends. I hope. Um, I still go to the CAC. I I started back uh, this past year on doing that and um, um, and interviews. I like like to do that. And they've got a deal that, that I've needed to go to um, that happens in Iowa this weekend. And I think I'm. My dad was um, oh inducted in there. And I think it was probably 2000. My mom was yeah. It was 2004 and there was something else that happened in our family and we were unable to go and I lost my mom the following year so I have never gone up there to uh, acknowledge it but I have not let you interview me and I apologize to you and your listeners because I have just enjoyed just babble <laughs>
3: oh, yeah this you know it's, it's it's a time to just uh talk about some memories I'm I'm fine with that now one thing when when you were talking I did uh um just kind of have a mental note as far as Owen blowing his knee and Kerry, you know, being in the accident and still, you know, covering up for a while—I mean, covering up throughout his wrestling career uh, for the you know next four or five years or so—and one thing I thought about was because uh, I've talked to a lot of people from the from you know from old school days from 80s and 90s, and oh. one thing and one thing that I re, that I can just really pinpoint is that back in the day, back in the 80s, 70s, 80s, 90s. Uh, well, early 90s, they didn't have guaranteed contracts. And so you had to you had to really just do what you could do to make it to the next town, you know, because you didn't get paid to sit on your butt, you know what I mean? And so I think with, I think the problem with that was is that even when you're hurt, even when, you know, I've interviewed Jim Brunzel before, and he was talking about how he had to, and Greg Gagne, and they were talking about, you know, they had to, they had to go, you know, concussed, you know what I mean? They had a concussion had to go to the next town um, because there wasn't that guaranteed contract. You you, you had that time, you played, you, you, you oh, it got... It was total
4: freelance. Plans. It was total... Yeah, it, it
3: was. And I think the problem with that was back then, even when you had a blown-out knee or a concussion, it, it's, it, it made it tougher because you still had to go because you still had to make your money. And I think... I think the downfall with that in a sense was that people had to depend on substances you know what i mean and and and, and I think that's where we got a lot of the drug usage and alcohol usage to, to kind of you know um diminish the pain a lot and oh, I sure. think that was that was the unfortunate part of it,
4: sure, but you also had um <laughs> look i i Saw doctors that just wanted to be friends with you know the wrestlers, and they were in the back, um, and I saw them, including, gosh, myself. You know, it was like, hey, he's writing, and there was doctors that would write scripts freelance, oh. just here. What I mean, um, it's just crazy, um, crazy stuff. But that was, you know, and there was no there. And it was pain. It was you know what they were trying to do to um mask like you said, mask the pain. Um if you don't make it, if you don't make the next town.
3: All right. So he's, he's talking about masking the pain if you don't make the next town. I'm gonna end it there for part one of the Mike McGurk interview. And uh we're going to um have some fun with uh With the rest of the show. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's bring on the co host with the most. I hope you enjoyed the the, uh, part one of the Mike McGurk interview. I really liked, I really loved interviewing her. She made my job a lot easier (laughs) because she, uh, you could tell that she really enjoyed, and I I enjoy that too. You can tell when someone really enjoys their interview, when, when, when someone really enjoys speaking with the interviewer. I really love that. Because I've had um, almost 200 interviews uh, here on the show, um, not not counting interviewing more than the first the the same person more than once. Just first interviews approaching 200, and um, I enjoyed most of them. <laughs> I enjoyed quite a bit of them, but there are some that uh, I just feel like I was just like. Uh, man, just trying to squeeze blood out of a turnip. (laughs) It it was rough. There's a few that were just rough that I was just like, "Uh, let's end this one. Um, And uh, you can get all my shows archived, and you probably could tell the ones that I was just like, "Uh, let's go ahead and end this one. Uh, But for the most part, I really, you know, guys, I, I do this every week. I interview a wrestler every week, so I love interviewing. And um, but this one was this one was really good. I really enjoyed this one. I had a lot of fun interviewing Mike, and we'll get part two of uh, coming soon. All right, ladies and gentlemen, co-host with the most, Evan Tech Proud. Hey yo, it's survey time.
1: hey I'm here. here. Hey if you will, take it power slams.
3: If you will. Good to be here. Um, Brandon says, uh, "Just come
1: in," but that week.
3: was, yes, yeah, another week. We, we, all, we all survived, we survived um, another
1: week of Seth Robins promos.
3: Yeah, true, exactly. It's all
1: good. it
3: Um, who do I do That <laughs> Ali, oop, Rob. I'll answer your question here, Alonzo uh, in a second. Um. <laughs> Alley-oop. Alley-oop, Rob. Oh, I caught it. Dunk, I'll do it for you. How about that? <clears throat> uh, Alonzo's asking, Chris, have you ever wrestled professionally or considered becoming a pro wrestler? Because, oh,
2: yeah.
3: Um, <laughs> I have, uh, I used to be an amateur wrestler. Um, yep, I have never but, uh... wrestled. Uh, what did you say? Um, um, so was um, I. So oh, okay. you know the years. Um, and um, yeah, did some, this some, uh, did some freestyle, and I think I've shared the story a bunch of times. Um, and I'll share it again because we got new listeners. Um, tossed it up like way to LeBron. That's funny. stocked the Malone accident. I love y'all. Are, y'all are. A, Hilarious. I love it. Absolutely. Um but uh oh, good question, Michael. See, I love those type of actress questions right there. I'll 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 answer that one. That's the type of access I love all the axis questions. You're you're um you're yes, Mo. Yep. See that <laughs> see that's a, see Mo's a fan. See I, I like you, Mo. I like you, man. You can you can tell. See, I appreciate you. Mo's a fan. See, first of all, we're doing alley oops, super dope, ask Chris questions, uh, and people who know their stuff, who watch the show, listen to the show all the time. Uh, so let's start with let's start with Alonzo, um, and let's merge Mo's response to the answer because he got it correct. Um, Alonzo, I was offered twice by independent two different independent promotions to be be a pro wrestler. Um, and I declined both of them. One was around like two like ninety nine two thousand and uh, the other one was about four or five years ago. Um, and I declined both of them because the first time I was heavily uh, dating someone. And, um, the second time I was married to someone, the person, not the same person, <laughs> but the second time I was married with, with, uh, with family at that time. So, um, but I'm glad I did because I'm about to become a doctor. If I would have became a wrestler 20 years ago, 19 years ago, 19, 20, 20, somewhere, somewhere around there, um, I, I don't know I, I I don't regret not being a wrestler uh, knowing so much about the pro wrestling business maybe if I would have maybe if I would have spent some years because but a lot but you know I still imagine myself in the thrill of WWE I still I still have those thoughts I still have a finishing move uh, <laughs> I still have the thought of like Going down a WrestleMania aisle, you know, and, and just experiencing the, 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 the illustrious spectacle. I have that thought, but those, those thoughts don't trump all the backstage stuff. I know now, um, I just about the, the ins and outs of the business, the toughness of it, the, I mean, I can endure the toughness of it. Uh, I would have to continue rehabbing my back like crazy. Um, but throughout the 20 years, I, I, I could have endured that toughness, but um, just the, you know, time away from your family, the, I mean, the extensive time away from family, because I'm a journalist, like I'm away from my family during WrestleMania weekend, you know, for five days, but that, you know, that has nothing to do with, uh, you know, that it pales in comparison yeah. to 300 days, you know, <laughs> so it's like, that's, I mean, people missing first birthdays, people missing births. Um, Christmas
1: is Thanksgiving. yeah,
3: Christmases, like, no way. I, I couldn't, I'm too much of a family man to, to do that. There's no way, there's no way I could do that. I'm, I'm, you know, my wife avows for me as uh, how much of a good dad I am, and, um, I mean, you, 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 can, you can see it on Facebook not how <laughs> much I love my, my wife and kids.
2: Yeah.
3: And so, uh, There's, I mean, in hindsight, I'm I'm, I'm very thankful to God that I chose not to do it because I wouldn't, there's no way that I would be a doctor if I was a wrestler for 20 years. Um, I would still be, I would still probably be in the business. Um, But now, I mean, you know, I'll be finishing up my doctor this year, uh, married for nine years, almost three kids, uh, almost seven, four and a half and almost 20 months. So, the outside of wrestling life compared to what could have happened in wrestling, to me, (laughs) much more. And I, 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 I'm almost. I I would, I would imagine that the strength of my faith would not be as strong. It would not be where it is now. Um, People know that I'm a very strong Christian, and uh, I don't know uh, the temptation of the business. Uh, going into yeah, a young age.
2: Uh, <laughs> you got of. Uh, lustful eyes, yeah.
3: Lustful <laughs> eyes,
2: yeah. Lustful eyes, yeah. Right
1: now. you
3: got lustful eyes. Um, <laughs> so I so,
1: I, there uh, be, you need <laughs> savage or uh, holographic uh, of savage doing commentary. This is random stuff makes no sense. So we need, uh,
2: yeah,
1: uh I maybe. I am I amateur wrestler back, back in the day. I won first place in a few tournaments. I wanted to be a pro wrestler, but like you say, I, I couldn't be away from my family. Uh, um you now I've been offered uh, and, and Mike Mike listen, he can attest to this by a few people not gonna mention you guys. I've been offered multiple times uh offers about being a manager. And then you know Chris and I've had uh um actually have a nickname in the business by the boys about who I look like when I wear a suit and a bow tie, but um yeah I just I just couldn't be around from my family that long. We, we we interview so many people and just being away, first first time riding a bike, the bike, the the back and forth, the wife, yeah, and missing the kids and, and the Not grandkids and, and uh Anderson. Um, you know, was saying he he was on a road street for thirty six years. He said yeah. he had to be a, he had to be a record. So yeah, was,
3: and you can't get you those can't moments get back. back either. You
1: can't get You know back. what I
3: mean? You, you can't you can't get it back. You can't you can't rewind <laughs> the first birthday. You can't rewind the graduation. You know what I mean? You can't you can't get those moments back. So it's it's not worth it. Um, what was the super dope? Uh, yeah, Michael uh, asked Chris breakfast, lunch, or dinner favorite meal. That is a good question. I don't know if anybody's ever asked me that. Asked Chris question. Oh, I
1: know your sure. answer. I know yours. Um, I
3: know
1: Chris' favorite meal it was them fries. We ate a. At, uh, what was we in New York? I remember we made it weekend. We the fries Yeah, up.
3: those were good, man. What,
1: what, was, the, those, what, was, what was the burger side, uh, man? Something.
3: It was a Something chicken. Something chicken. I forgot where it was. No, no, nah. But it was good. Uh, my favorite meal of the day. Um I'm a brunch guy. I'm a I'm a I love brunch. I there love cooking go. brunch too. That's my favorite that's my favorite meal is brunch. That's yeah. So to to
1: be difficult. He said yeah. breakfast, lunch and dinner and you Br- say brunch brunch
3: Yeah love lunch, but, uh, <laughs> Just like
1: <laughs> me saying my favorite meal my favorite meal was supper. Yes, it's a so different guy. Supper and dinner. I would different. say,
3: well, I would say then I would say lunch. I would say breakfast food at lunch. Okay, to answer your question, I would say Isn't breakfast it? food at the lunch time. <laughs> so that's that's my that's my answer. Lunch is the answer, but with breakfast food.
1: My, my favorite
3: was um, uh, supper. Let's see. There was another really good one, too. Alonzo's uh, asking, who was your... Yeah, ask some more questions like that. Ask random questions like, like ask Chris. Let's let's have a random ask Chris question night tonight. We don't have too so many headlines. It was, ad- mostly, ad- it was mostly um, the raw stuff, the the Sid Vicious missing the show, and the um, raw segment's changing. We'll talk a little bit into okay. that Um Let's see. Lonzo. What's that? Chicken
1: fingers. I got something I can add in to make a little fun. We did this on my show earlier. Anybody in the live chat, with your permission, uh, Chris, tell me, everybody, tell us your worst SummerSlam main event. If you cannot <laughs> mention Diesel against Mabel, that's okay. excluded. We can do that. And yep. the worst SummerSlam main event.
3: Alright, that sounds good. That's a that's a good uh while while you asking me my Ask Chris questions, um you guys can, can do that too in the chat. Worst SummerSlam event and do not include um Mabel versus uh uh Diesel. Um Lonzo's asking who's your favorite legend that appeared on raw reunion on Monday night? Um good question. I'm gonna go hmm. Uh, I would say sure. D.B. Austin just because uh, he actually made history uh being the longest uh uh being the longest gap between championships in WWE history. Uh twenty six years. The last uh WWE championship he had was <laughs> In June of 1993, Money Inc. and he had the tag team titles, and he won the 24/7 championship. So he broke the record. 26 years in between title reigns. So um, Um, that was an interesting, uh, interesting uh, fact for you, and it's an interesting stat. So I would say, I would say DiBiase or DiBiase as Russell Fest would
1: say, Jake. DDT. Oh, uh off the top, <laughs> perfect Whoa. plex. DDP, Hogan leg drop. <laughs> we can always be WCW I love
3: WrestleFest, man. That was, my, that was my game, man. That What's was the it? best yeah. RK game ever,
1: for sure. The uh, WCW Sunday <laughs> Night Show, Diamond Cutter, here in Toronto. First of all, watch Hogan <laughs> doing it here in Toronto. Same right, right. Nightmare. <laughs> What the fuck is going on? <laughs> it's, it's, uh, uh, <laughs> uh any video game fans, uh Here Comes the Pain, WWE I've that, no, Here Comes the Pain, one of the top five greatest wrestling games of all time. They're supposed to be remastering it and re releasing it with some added footage. Anybody that's a video game fan. Mm-hmm. Um my, my my favorite of course, you know, Lonja Blaze, my you know, wrestler wrestling buddy and wrestling crush. Good to see her. But Redemption if you will, R V D sharp and wrestling train, so you can't wrestle.
3: This is Sharp and Mr. Move. Yeah, that was that was R V D. Impact Wrestling uh um the they uh collabed with R V D. As a matter of fact, I wanna see how that happened. Remind tweet me to, to go to my sources to see how R V D was able to while an active Impact Wrestling member He pulled a uh, Ric Flair Ric Flair on us Big man uh, He pulled a Ric Flair um, And then Christian Went over to TNA that, Around that time when they did the, the exchange When Rick Flair was in the Hall of Fame Went to the Hall of Fame uh, is asking, uh, ask Chris, how do you feel about the segment? Shawn Michaels and Dolph Ziggler kind of remind me of Y2J versus Shawn. I actually liked that. I actually liked a lot about SmackDown this week. Um, uh, I like the Raw Reunion too, man. Um, I do actually let's 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 jump into the headlines. Let's 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 do the music, let's let's do the whole deal. We're gonna talk about the Raw Reunion real quick and then um, another headline and uh, we'll jump into it. Headlines, here we go. Okay, so the raw segments were changed. Um, there were some people who just couldn't, uh, who wasn't able to physically compete. It meant they were teasing some Hogan stuff, but he has, his back's been jacked up for so long. Um, uh, Rikishi, I think, was supposed to do a stink face, but he wasn't able to do it. Uh, of course, they didn't have uh, DiBiase or Patterson um, become active at all uh, because you know of their physical conditions, and so. Uh, they actually had to rewrite a bunch of stuff. Ricochet was actually supposed to have um, the Seth Rollins spot, but uh, he's he's battling a, a little injury right now. Um, but the, interesting that they were going to actually give that spot to Ricochet. So,
2: um,
3: obviously, they have some high high hopes for, for him, and they look at him as a top spot. From what I've heard, Heyman really has – you know is, really thinks highly of Ricochet. And so uh that was that and that's an interesting spot to put him in. Um and then Sid the master in the of the World. The uh, yeah, he missed the show, man. Um all types of stuff going around why he did, but uh there's Money. one of the rumors that it's financially related, but uh you know. I mean, if he didn't want to do it, that's cool. But he's 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 become notorious for that, though. He's been he's become notorious, and that's not a good thing at all. He's become notorious for um eleventh hour backouts, man. Um, he did that with the Pro Wrestling Syndicate, and Jay Lethal came out to impersonate um Sid, and it was absolutely hilarious. Uh, it was so there. funny. Yeah, yeah, there. he backed out of a PWS show. I think it was I think it was Pro Wrestling Syndicate. No, I'm sure the chat would know. But uh I think it was Pro Wrestling Syndicate. I think it was I don't know, like 2012 or something like that. Um it, 13 perhaps. Let me check and see. Um
1: Is it yeah. Is it safe to say yeah, Jay Lethal is your boo bear so that's Is this okay? He's, I
3: don't have a boo we bear. All have bo- my boo bear is my wife. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: 2012.
3: 2012 uh, March 9th, 2012. He comes out as uh, As uh, Sid. That was really funny. So check that out. T- t- Google Jay Lethal, Sid, Vicious, I gotta in
1: PWS, see that. and in You'll see it. I got
3: to see it. Um. So, um, and then the last headline is Dark Side of the Ring returning for uh, Season 2. Um, really big fan of that. I-, I love the Dark Side series, and I'm really excited to see uh, which ones they're going to have. Um, which <laughs> Dark Side – chat, uh, PMP, uh, pMP Nation, what Dark Side um, – if you had a topic for the Dark Side of the, of the Ring, what, what would it be? What would it what would your topic be? So so far they had what they had six of them. So they had uh, Screwjob, Brody, Savage, Screwjob, Gino, Von Erichs,
1: Savage and Liz,
3: and Savage. Yeah. So I think I'd imagine Benoit would be a good one, right? Um, I think Dino Bravo would be a really good one. Yeah. I think, I think yeah. that would be a really good one. Dino Bravo. Um what do y'all think?
1: The heart, um um WCW,
3: the end of WCW. Yeah, uh, that, that's more of a documentary. Like they, they get really gritty into it, like like deaths almost. I mean, pretty much. Nah, that's that's still more of a federation type thing. I mean, it's really oh, they yeah. really do it more of um of us uh like the mystery individual or like the the, the, the dark side yeah. of the of the ring. So I think I think uh I think Dino Bravo would be pretty good. Um of course Benoit, you know, would be good. Buzz Sawyer, that would be a good one, uh Brandon. A
1: lot of people hated him though. Lie, lie. I yeah, I don't think he got a enough perfect... for <laughs> That's Undertaker the first, first hated him. <laughs> I'll tell y'all something y'all probably don't know under good authority. Undertaker hated Buzz Sawyer. He he had a bounty on his head. Buzz, Buzz did some stuff to take it back in the late 80s. Uh, shout out hmm. first to my buddy uh, uh, Gary Michael Capata. He, he said that. Um,
3: yeah. Owen says Alonzo. That's a good one.
1: Yeah, that's the one. You can't do that because of the lawsuit. Um, oh. Davy Boy, Rick Rude, right? uh,
3: yeah, boy? yeah, Kurt Hennig. Oh, Kurt Hennig would be pretty good.
1: Hennig, yeah, Hennig would
3: yeah, be great. Hennig. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think
1: that definitely one. Think Kurt would be good. Evan, my buddy Evan Sullivan. There you go. My Evan, he
3: still. He's still alive, man.
1: still, yeah, he's still alive. I'm present with him. in
3: But he didn't. But, <laughs> ne- but neither of them had a really dark side of, of their. Nah, of nah, their nah, school. nah. Dynamite
1: mm-hmm. is great. Uh, Brandon said
3: dynamite. That's oh, a dynamite kid. kid. Yeah, yeah, that would be real. Yeah, that's that's a really good one. Um, all right, so I have some, uh, Good, ask Chris questions. Oh, some good ones. Okay. Um. Oh. Okay. Good ones, good ones. I'm really excited about these guys. Um, so, P.O.'s asking, my favorite video game console. I'm old school, man. I, I don't play the new stuff at all. I don't even play video games anymore, actually. I used to. Wow. I used to have a. Um, let's see if I can bring it up. I used to have a uh, a fantasy league called the BEW. And it used to be BCW, uh, Big Time Championship Wrestling. Actually, it started off as Buckeye Championship Wrestling in Ohio, because I'm, you know, I'm a native and still Ohioan. And it started off as Buckeye Championship Wrestling, and then it expanded. It went big. It went global. It, it changed the big time entertainment, uh, uh, Championship Wrestling. And then there's a BCW British Columbia Wrestling, I think. And so we were like for real, like we thought that this was like real stuff. Me and some good friends, like I started the promotion, and then like my good friends who were still who were big wrestling fans and wrestling gamers, they they jumped right in. And um, so BCW changed to BEW, and it became Big Time Entertainment Wrestling. And the motto was "See your way out," because it went from. (laughs) B C W. The B E W. C E right, see cross the line. See your way out. So that was the motto. And uh so they had okay, let me I gotta bring it up, man. I gotta bring it up. Uh yeah, so I, my, my wife is uh so I have a man cave in, in in the basement, of course. I have a nice man cave in my house and then my office and studio as you see here is is uh um in the separate separate areas is behind my man cave, and so she uh, also <clears throat> has a laundry room, and she's totally renovating the laundry room, and uh, making creating her own lady cave in the laundry room, and so she took the storage and put it in my um, man cave to clean out. So we. So uh, my my man cave is typically very man, college football, let's get it in, ready. I got a uh, um, projection screen and everything really nice. And um, so uh, my wife needs to go ahead and uh, speed up the process to clean up my man cave. Uh, But she's put on... Facebook. She's done a fantastic job with uh, totally just. I mean, she did paint job and just. She did. I mean, it was just like a
0: a home
3: house interior design renovation episode. She did really good. But uh, but but my man cave. She's she's storing. She she's filing all the stuff. So we cleaned out the stuff that we don't need. She's putting that back in the storage area with containers now. And now we have to finished cleaning out my man cave area. Um, But one of the things that I saw was uh, a old booking sheet from my B.E.W. days. And um, this had to be like between like 2002 and 2007. Um, This was like so cool. So B.E.W., the concept of B.E.W. was Wrestlers that I created and also um any wrestler who was either injured or just left WWE. So like if you're injured in WWE, you can come to BEW. Like I like it was so real to me. Like some contractual stuff. Like you if you're active from WWE, you can't compete. But if you're injured though and you're recovering from an injury before you go back, you could be in BW. It was like, that's how serious BW was to me. And I would literally, I had an entire book. Like I would book the whole thing for the, the whole year. I had 12 pay-per-view names. I had a roster. I had champions. Um, mm-hmm. Every single week I would book it. Like I was a really like serious um, booker. Um, I'm about to pull this up actually there it is I'm about to pull this, jo- about to pull this <laughs> joker up man <laughs> mo says, the mo eighty five yeah. said
1: is this a rehab wrestling promotion?'"
3: the what
1: <laughs> the mo eighty five said so was this a rehab wrestling promotion Life all out
3: um rehab wrestling <laughs> but i have some really like i i i would develop some really cool people though uh so here it is here's here's uh um um a, a booking sheet here man so there's you have the um uh, b e w so i was expanding so that's the that's the logo the b e w big time entertainment wrestling and then uh, NCW and again this is about 10 or 15 years. Ago. This is about 15 years ago. So there was no NXT or anything like that. There was FCW, but uh there wasn't any NXT. So um so this was like the NXT of BW, and it was called NCW, <clears throat> Nonstop stop championship wrestling. Uh so that was like the um the NXT. So Here's a card for from NCW called Hardcore Turbo right here, <clears throat> and here uh, was more like mid card um, guys who I was given an opportunity to have like a, a a break a big break in a promotion, but it's typically known as mid card guys. And so, Bull Buchanan, his name became B2, actually, <laughs> in my promotion. Uh, <clears throat> that's Briscoe there. Holly, um, Rob Holly, Hardcore Holly, or it might have been Crash Holly. Um, Pat Patterson, Steven Richards, Maven uh, Jinoku, And so, the NCW title, which is like akin to the NXT title, but for people who <clears throat> were established but I didn't want to just bury in the mid card, so I really had a heart for the mid card guys. I wanted them to like be like uh, they weren't like B E W top guys, but they were like N C W top guys. That that that'll be akin to like Apollo Crews being like NXT champion right now. So, um, so sat as you see, A Train versus Saturn. Saturn won the the title right here, the N C W title. So that's like the NXT portion then you have BEW Europe that's like the uh, the WWE UK division and uh, then you have Japan X wrestling that's like a expansion uh, that's like an affiliate which was Japan X um, there'll be you know akin to, to working with you know a Japan promotion. Uh, Bew sent talent there. Basically, it was like an umbrella promotion under v- Bew, but as well as you know, um, talent in Japan as well. So there's the Bew card. This is a this is a pay per view. Looks like Bew Vendetta. Ooh, I have no idea what month and year this is, but I know this is either it had to be between 2002 and 2007. I don't remember what uh, pay per view Vendetta was. Uh, I'm sure that there's probably Uh, some, some things that I can check and see, uh, some, some notes or something somewhere else. And, um, maybe I can find it somewhere else, but I don't remember when vendetta was the biggest pay-per-view was called manifest. Actually manifest was, um, the akin to WrestleMania. That was the biggest pay-per-view of the year. um, I'm trying to figure out if I can see. It's somewhere. I'm sure it's somewhere. Um, so that so that was Manifest. That was the biggest preview of the year. So here were the champions. Ruckus, he was a guy I made up. Um, somehow Mark Henry this goes to show must have an old school wrestling, guy, wrestling fan I am. So Mark Henry was a top contender at this time for the uh, World Championship, and there's a, it's called a Last Chance Match, so it goes to show how much I wanted to expand storylines, there's a Last Chance Match, Rutgers was a babyface, by the way, Mark Henry was a heel Last Chance Match Henry uh, uh, only has one chance to, one last chance to, to do it, so the feud must have been very long Intercontinental Championship, Brock Lesnar won it, Malenko de Malenko was the one of the biggest heel figures in BEW. he had a he actually had a group called the Malenko Henchmen, and it, it was a, uh, a bunch of people. Uh, I think B two was a part of. He was like the uh, the mid card member of the Malenko Henchmen. I don't remember. I think Lesnar was a part of the Henchmen, which is probably the reason why Malenko was a special ref. Uh, Soul Man was uh, a guy That I made up. Soul Man Steve Jones I think his name was (laughs) And uh, he had the Intercontinental title and Lesnar won it because Of Malenko being special referee Uh, European Championship Randy Savage was a part of the So Randy Savage was still living So he died in like what 2010 Or something like that right So it was before then Um No he died in what 2012 Maybe um 2011. So he died in 2011. So it was before 2011 because he was still living. Um, and so he was in the European Championship scene at the time. John Gunner was a dude that I made up. Uh, Dominic Dominic Guerrero was a guy that I made up. Oh my gosh. Uh, Six Pac was the light heavyweight champion. Um, that was his, that was his BEW name. That was the, uh, uh, and I think he became six Pack other times too. And so these are, these, the X-Men is like my guy. Like he, he was actually bald head, interestingly enough, but I had him ever since like WWE. Um, oh gosh, was it attitude, uh, on PlayStation WWE attitude, yeah. And that was like way back in the day, and so and then Rushmore was another guy. Rushmore, Axman was like the flagship. He was like the thing of, um, of B E W. And Rushmore, uh, he was like a suplex machine. Like he would just do all types of. He was like the Taz of, of B E W. All types of suplexes everywhere. Uh, and then Goliath was like an Andre the Giant descendant type of dude, like real huge, seven foot tall. Butch, really interesting story about Butch. He actually um, turned heel and joined the Malenko henchmen. So, <laughs> and uh, he turned heel on Luke. Luke, there was a segment that him and Luke came into the B. W. just as like a nostalgia act for a little bit. And then he said, I got a hatred. He's like, I got a hatred for someone. And by the end of the night, he's going to know who it is. And so they were wrestling. Somehow the nostalgia act, they they, they main evented the, the, the program. And Butch, they were celebrating and did the whole thing. And then Butch uh, was doing this. And then Luke was turning around and celebrating, and then he did like like he brought it down, and like made a really mean face, and then like he just like start wailing on Luke. So that was like the the <laughs> point of much. And so uh, so yeah, so he joined the henchmen trail for the title. You know that was a a, a kind of mini tournament. These were the eight participants, and they would have like a um, um th- matches. Three of three matches were in uh, on Vendetta, and then uh, tag tournaments, all types of cool stuff. Goldberg was on there. He was uh, Ken Shamrock and Ken Canada. There was a, a Canadian guy, like a Bret Hart, uh, a Canadian sympathizer. His name was Ken Canada. He actually Ken Shamrock turned heel and sided with him. Test and Chuck Palumbo teamed up together. Um, There's a guy who was in the BEW called Imposter Real Kane. Imposter Real Kane. IR Kane. Wow. And uh, because Kane was in WWE, so he couldn't come to BEW. So IR Kane was like the imposter version of Kane. So, yeah, good stuff. Lord of the Mat was. Okay, so this must is so Vendetta was May then. Lord of the Mat was like the king of the ring, and that was the June pay-per-view right here. Trail for the title. So the other trail for the title matches was uh, yeah, so there was three trail for the title matches here on Vendetta and two here right here on um, on the next pay-per-view. So the, I was a big fan of extending, of, of, of taking, taking a long time, extending stuff, uh, main maintaining like some old school long feuds and uh so yeah, that was that was VEW, ladies and gentlemen. So that was tons of fun, man. I had, a, I had a really good time booking that stuff. Uh um, so that, that was my video game uh experience for a lot of my life. Um Let's see. Rob is asking, what was your first car and what, was your, and what is your dream car? Good question, guys. Uh, my first car was a 1990 Mitsubishi Gallant stick. Uh, and I didn't oh. know how to drive a stick. I, I didn't know how to drive a stick. I just got it for free. Um, somebody blessed it with me from my former church. And and uh, I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. <laughs> but I'm going to do it. And so um someone taught me she's actually passed on now. She taught me for like one hour to just go on the road uh with the stick and um i taught myself taught i I taught myself for the rest of the time. She just took me on the road with the stick and then the rest of the time was me teaching myself and uh when I was supposed to go back with her she didn't have any time and so I was like look uh, I was like I was like 19 uh when I got my first car and I was like man I'm tired of being in the house like I want to get out and do something I want to drive and be a uh an adult <laughs> and so I I start driving man I I got I stopped on the road so many times uh and I I got in the car I was like you know what I'm going to drive myself it was not a smart thing to do, but I, I took enough. I, I learned enough to say, all right. Um, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna teach myself. And my first car was a stick, so that was the first uh, experience I had, and ended up whipping that thing real good, man. <laughs> you know, I was a mean stick driver. Now I don't know how long it was. Fifteen years ago, uh, when the last time I had that car. So I mean, I haven't drove a stick in fifteen years. So I've um, been car for about four or five years. Haven't drove a stick for fifteen okay. years. I not I'd probably do a terrible job at it. <laughs> driving a stick. Um, Michael, you can only says. Uh, Michael says, X Chris, you can only watch three TV shows over the next year. No streaming on phone, on three TV shows to watch. No streaming. Okay, so I'm guessing. So I, I uh, we cut the cord. About two years ago, year and a half, two years ago, one of the best decisions we've ever made. Uh, we have uh, streaming is the way to go, man. We have Hulu, and uh, I get yeah, all exactly. channels no <laughs> <point>. Like, <laughs> like I just, I have a yeah, Fire Stick. Um, all legal stuff. We pay for the yep. subscription for Hulu, for Hulu, and um, and I love it, man. I, I watch. It, it was just a bunch of fluff with cable, anyways. Like there, there's I'm paying yeah, you know, for the majority of channels that I don't even watch. So I mean, I watch USA, I watch Investigation Discovery is one, probably my favorite channel, Investigation Discovery, because uh, 'cause I'm about to be a forensic psychologist, and so I love ID stuff, love like criminal like murder mysteries. Uh, just I love ID, and um, that came with who, like all, all the. All the channels that I need came with Hulu. I watched all the sports. I'm huge, I've, y'all know, I'm a huge college football fan. Yeah, and so um, all the college, Big Ten Network, all that comes with, with Hulu. So it's like, there's no need. So I would watch, especially now since uh, House Day Football is a little, little over a month away. So I would watch um, Raw. Um, so. So I'm a YouTube guy. I watch most most of my time watching something is actually YouTube. I'm a big theology buff, my master's degree is in theolo- the- theological studies. And so uh, I watch theologian YouTube videos mostly. That's the most things I watch. But if it was a matter of just like no streaming, I can't watch YouTube. If it was just like Hulu, it would be Raw, um, SmackDown, and uh, – Probably Survivor because that's one of my other favorite shows. <laughs> uh, that's that's I got my wife like super hooked on Survivor, and um, so yeah. Um, Scrambler Sunny signed up. Uh, Michael was asking, ask Kevin. Scramble, scramble,
1: scramble.
3: Yeah, I agree. Scramble. One of
1: the shows from you would be The Office. I love The Office, but I the definitely be one show. Got yeah, I love, I love that show.
3: Of uh, Michael asks Chris, favorite book in the Bible? That would be. Uh, uh, see, I, I would say yeah, your Proverbs. Book, your, Pro, Proverbs. Your favorite book
1: is the, uh, the book of Jude.
3: Why Jude?
1: <laughs> That's <in> the benediction.
3: <laughs> oh, got it. Um.
1: book the Bible.
3: Pro Proverbs, um. Proverbs, yeah. Proverbs three, five, and six was my favorite scripture for a long time, which is trust in the Lord thought I heart, not to our understanding, and not always not as tell me serve so right their perhaps. But I it, okay, so it's it's kind it's of a sure. three point answer. Proverbs is a book. Um, what book that I'm my personality uh, um, relates to the most? That would be Ecclesiastes. Um, I'm just uh, I'm, vanity is vanity. It's like. Like the world to me is so minor compared to the, the glory of God. So, uh, and then my favorite scripture is John three thirty. So, I may decrease. You,
1: you, you and I had the same favorite Bible verse, Proverbs. Um, your favorite book because I did you, uh, you know, my background was studying theology and all. Uh, Mike, Mike knows too was, was Proverbs. I always love the Book of Kings and Chronicles, like going back in the Old Testament and seeing like how they how they, how they back in the day, like during the King days with Saul and mm-hmm. you know the Nebuchadnezzar and you know just how things were so different back then of the kings and the different times of trusting in the Lord and those, those that tried to go against the Israelites and I I just like how it was back then. But uh, I like I always like studying the minor prophets, the ones that you no know, one talks about Habakkuk and the, um, uh, you know, Malachi, you know, uh who's like um, you know, the, the lesser known books that everybody knows about the gospels and, and John and mm. you know, everybody know about Psalms or the book of Job. Job is long as I don't know why. And I had to do a whole summer study on the book of Job. Uh, uh the book of Job that some people call John for Job is mm. so, Job.
3: Yep. Um uh, trivia question. Uh this Nature Boy debuted in WWE in nineteen ninety five in, in your house versus Ahmed Johnson. I think I might have asked that last week and I don't know. I uh Brandon's asking, we're both Sting fans, what's your favorite Sting moment? Mine is the first world title win against Ric Flair at the Great American Bash nineteen ninety. Mine was too. That was exactly um, Come on, man! Come on, right. man! Uh, all yeah. right, for for the second time, uh, what's your what's your Raw and SmackDown grades? I give Raw a B plus. I like I like the Raw reunion. I liked how they integrated the, um, the the legends in a different way. I liked how they made you know did the whole twenty four seven championship thing uh kelly kelly being the first woman 24 7 champion um, uh, candace michelle candace michelle is someone we don't ever i mean we, we we barely ever see so that you know she was cool and then medusa i liked how she did that i liked the whole throwing in the trash thing with ted to i really liked raw Union as far as like it was a good taste of nostalgia they teased michaels versus styles i don't think that's going to happen, but if it does, I think there was a good tease, good way to use Foley to put Bray over. Um, love the Austin um, uh, promo. It was yeah, very. Uh, it was very authentic. You could tell. I love the stories that he said of the night before. That was all super cool. I really, it was, to me, I felt like old school. I felt like the attitude era. I felt like we got a glimpse of the attitude era all over again, and and it goes to show that. You can book a show to be. I wasn't bored, and I, it, it was like it was the shortest three hour span that I've experienced in a long time when yeah. it comes to WWE programming. Yeah. And um, um, and and that's good. And that, it wasn't long and dry. I didn't feel I didn't feel just uh, just really heavy watching it like I do with Raw every week. And wasn't raw, bored. Raw. It was really cool, man. I, I, yeah. I really enjoyed Raw, and I like... I like SmackDown, too. I like the fact that they're using Michaels. See, And that's cool. They're using Michaels to, to forward a storyline. That was really cool. Sure. There's no doubt that Kevin Owens is the hottest person on SmackDown right now. That's really cool. I really like baby Faith Owens, but I don't like the fact Kofi. they're taking a lot of the heat away from Kofi doing this. Though. Right. That's
1: Kofi, what I don't Kofi, uh, Kofi on Twitter talking about you know, you went and a decade to face Orton. That's cool. First time I think in a long time we both said well, Smet on both of these. Um Rob was cool the small schematic stuff. I kinda of would change about the reunion, but it was cool. RV B, C and him, Longer Blaze, of course, T D V I the twenty four seven championship was cool. Uh, Foley passing the short over to Bray. Uh, good to see Coach. Um, Austin is showing. Uh, look at Austin and Cena; the two biggest pops. He didn't wrestle; He just talk. You know, yeah, Cena or not, exactly. I mean, that uh, lets you know. Um, says what? Uh, and, and, oh, so yeah, there, like, nah, I was uh, I mean, taker
2: wasn't there.
1: Yeah, I mean, we've seen
3: it taker. Yeah, but still thing, though, I, he was he he was on yeah. the first he Raw. He was, you know, he's a was. big big part of Raw, man. He was he, he made have been the first yeah, Raw.
1: Yeah, he, he was. Yeah. You know, him and Damian Demento, but. Well, it was yeah. cool. favorite Steam moment. Come on, Chris, man. I'm in '97. I mean, we all know about Steam on the first championship. I was saying, Baltimore, Maryland, yeah, got to shout out to the greatest and most biggest city in the world. Uh, I'm since in '97. Steam come down from the raptors, right, beat the crap of the NWO with the bat. But the best Steam moment, I'm gonna be random because everybody's gonna pick the same. Go on YouTube, look up Steam Scoop Me, death Drop, Tank Sergeant Duggan. If you never seen yeah, it's hilarious, Steam Steam yeah, didn't even come down from the practice. He ran. Yeah. He <laughs> wow.
3: um, Evan, you're asking, do I love toast? I do love toast. Um, let's see what else we got here. Some good, really, really good um, chat. The chat room is lit, man. I love it. Um, let me look for it because oh, I'm sure good. some of these. Uh, I don't want to miss some of these because it was. Really good.
1: The the Viking Raiders. Viking had a squash match.
3: Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, Eliza, wow, Chris really put a lot of thought into this at that time. Very creative. Thank you. <clears throat> uh, Rose, raw reunion. Uh, yeah, just talked about that. Um, Kimbo, do you think Orton is the final boss for Kofi's journey? as WWE champion. I hope not. I hope not. Like, the whole point is for, for, you know, them to rekindle that stuff. See, like I said, I think Orton needs to get more heat, though. You don't want, because people, we have fickle fans. Daniel Bryan is so right. I don't, I'm not a big fan of today's WWE fan, pro wrestling fans, but particularly WWE fans. Everybody's, that's the reason why I don't like Roman Reigns. Well, Roman Reigns is getting cheered now, so I win. (laughs) Um, But WWE, this is how WWE fans work. You have your own, like, self-made forever of the month. You give them a bunch of cheers, and then you get bored and throw them away. I mean, that that happens all the time. That that happened with Becky Lynch. That's happening with Kofi Kingston. That happened with AJ Styles. Like, I cannot stand that type of fandom. It's Like, that, that... that's That makes the product a lot less interesting because you have that mentality. You have, you like you, Hey, this is my Kofi, Kofi. And now it's like, you know, and, and nothing of Kofi's doing. It's just the fact that that's how fans are. You have your own flair of the month. You just toss them to the side. And now for some reason, uh, Kevin Owens is the flair of the month. I like what they're doing with baby face Owens, but I can see a heel turn coming just like that, you know, down the line. And uh you know, Randy Orton, they're cheering Randy Orton for some reason when gentlemen, no rhyme or reason. They haven't seen him for a while. They're cheering Randy Orton. <laughs> and so it, it's weird, man. And so what Randy Orton needs to do is just draw a lot of heat. So uh and I, and he can't do that. It it's easy for him to do that. And and by RKO and so on, Joe, I didn't I didn't like that. You you got to draw heat. The the whole point is to make Kofi the star. And if, if you're taking heat away, if you're taking pops away from him to, for people to, you know, cheer the RKO, that totally defeats the purpose. Randy Orton needs to do nothing. His his sole objective, he's been champ, what, 13 times? His sole objective is to be to put Kofi Kingston over, period. And he should not take anything away from him. The sole objective should be to take Put Kofi over and in order to do that you need to draw as much heat as you possibly can um, let's see <laughs> I'll see why Chris wasn't married sooner that was funny uh, 2002 I was, I was in some relationships but I wasn't I, was, I guess I was so caught up in my promotion and <laughs> also, I shouldn't be a wrestler because I was so caught up in my promotion <laughs> um What's my overall take on WrestleMania fourteen? Um fourteen was
1: what, that was
3: uh Taker and Tid, wasn't it?
1: No, fourteen was uh Michaels
3: off Michaels and oh yeah, 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 With Tyson.
1: Wait, we got Mike, Tyson. Yeah,
3: that was nineteen ninety eight, yeah.
1: Express finally came.
3: That was uh
1: Lexi Express finally came. Welcome,
3: Lexi 1998 Yeah, that was pretty good I like that build up I think that was good First time Austin won the uh, WWE Championship Yeah, I think that was good Um How long have I been growing my locks? Uh, I think 2004 is when I started 2004, 2005 One of those things Um How often do you watch NXT, NXT UK, or 205? I don't watch 205. Oh, man, I'll keep up with news and stuff. But you won't. No, I don't do that. UST, typically this is what I do with both NXT and NXT UK. I binge before the big events. So I'll watch like three or four at a time, maybe even five. And then I'll, uh, I'll, I'll watch probably a couple of the NXT UKs. Before the big event I'll binge on both of them So I watch both of them regularly But not weekly I'll just binge on them Because um, usually I'm working on my dissertation And I watch like a theology video I have two screens in my studio here And so one screen is Usually when I do my work My journalism, my, my dissertation stuff And the other screen I'm either working with both screens Or most mostly I'm u- watching Either YouTube or Hulu On the other screen while I'm working if I'm not using both screens, which typically I'm typically, even if I'm watching media, I'll still use two screens sometimes. But most of the other screen is, um, is media, just watching stuff to keep me up and, uh, you know, keep me up and energized. And so I'm usually watching something theolo- theology related, but, um, I'll catch, I'll watch that or, uh, something forensic, something ID. And come the big events, I'll usually binge on, like NXT or NXT, NXT UK. Uh, let's zoom through the rest of these. Um, Rose, what do you think will win an unsanctioned match from 205 Live, Mike Canella versus Drake Maverick? Uh, there's my answer. I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, I guess uh, Drake. <laughs> They're putting Drake over more. So there you go. Lexi, here we go. But is it that really about the point of fickle or is it because the product and creative do a little and still a fandom aspect of excitement and intrigue from the stars themselves? I think there's I think it's a little bit of both. Uh, you know, I, I think the fans are fickle for sure. But I think yeah. you're adding to it by poorly booking and, and creating very interesting characters. Now you can like you can create the organic lightning in the bottle feel, but uh, that only that has it only lasts for so long you gotta keep the momentum with that organic feel so all right uh I think that's it for the Ask chris questions I'm sorry if I missed any those are some fantastic Ask chris questions guys those are really really cool all right, so let's jump into uh the further week so we gotta we gotta roll let's do. Let's do this for the week. It is now time for the flavor of the week.
2: Okay, let me bring up
3: this. um, Let me bring up this. Here we go. Booyah, booyah. Greatest one time, boom boom there we go. Alright. Let's hurry up and get to get her done. Actually let me let me put some music on before let's put some music on for us. Um let's put the let's put the new yes all right. What we're gonna do yeah, we're gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do the new one. I'm gonna do the new, the new song on the PNP list for for starters. Or should I do? Okay, this is what we'll do. We'll do the new one to close. We'll do the newest one on the PNP playlist to close. And we'll do we'll do this one for now. Is that cool? Is that cool with that? Does that work? All right. There we go. All right.
1: love is something like
3: downtown Town Country. That's so cool. A little bit of that? Yes. Yeah. let see here. All right. What do y'all got? Let's start off with... Uh, so here... So what we got? We're at the... The elite eight, eight more left. So um, let's let's roll. Let's zoom through this. Start off with Andre versus Kane. Andre versus Kane. We all got Andre versus Kane. Andre versus Kane. Andre. Yeah, i okay
1: me. What we'll wait for this? Okay. Anyway, please like this video. Please subscribe and thank the
2: Yeah.
1: Yes. Exactly.
3: Special Wrestling Inc. Special Wrestling <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, Kane, people saying Kane. Yes, people like this video. Thank you. Thank you, Lexi. Appreciate it. Yeah, please. Fred the word. Uh Alonzo found it's like. Night Jazz Loud. That's right, baby.
2: Uh,
3: Kane. All uh, right. Kane advances. Uh, we got Ivan, uh, Uncle Ivan, Ivan, uh, uh, Ivan. Ivan and Warrior now. Ivan and Warrior. Ugh. Ivan and Warrior. We all got. I'm seeing
2: more
3: Ivan still wearing oh, Ivan Uncle Ivan Uncle Ivan Uncle Ivan Uncle <laughs> <laughs> Ivan ah. Oh man Alright Well so,
1: uh, Ivan didn't
3: have the circle. That was the kid. It was all cool So Ivan hit the yeah. bear
1: hug Bear hug Yeah Um Uncle Ivan Alright Uncle
3: Ivan Beats the all They all Jeff Hardy versus the Iron Sheik Jeff Hardy versus
1: the Iron Sheik You know, there's
3: a lot of jokes I can say on that, But I'm going to leave it alone So you got to give the Sheiky Baby Alright, Sheiky Baby You got Jeff Hardy Jeff Hardy Chink, Jeff, all right. So we got more Jeff than (laughs) Chink. Oh, I saw that, Lexi.
2: Lexi.
3: Oh, man, Lexi. I was trying to go there. Uh Wait, the two matches are both of them
1: drunk. Drunk Chink, drunk Jeff. Yeah, we'll
3: keep it, Jeff. We'll uh, we'll, we'll keep keep it, Jeff. Jeff. Uh, The last one is Eddie versus uh, Jericho. Eddie versus Jericho. All right, let me oh, bring man. on the newest uh, song on the P and P playlist. Let me know what's up. No, what's up Let's see. There we go. All right. All right. Here we go. Eddie versus uh, Jericho versus Jericho Eddie alright <laughs>
1: somebody said
3: turn no, off oh, no, no. no. that is hilarious <laughs> it is
1: jazz let it, it burn I don't Shout out to my to favorite, show. one of my favorite musicians Herbie Hancock Three jazz musicians I
3: don't listen to much. No thanks uh, Yes, thank you Lexi Don't hate <laughs> Alright, so we got our final four Ladies and gentlemen uh, Michael's digging it Michael's digging the tunes Um uh, so we got Kane, Ivan, Jeff Hardy, and Eddie Guerrero. That's a really cool four, man. That's a really, really cool four. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this has been a really, really exciting, super dope, fun episode. I really enjoyed myself, guys, as I always do. This week was really cool and really fun. I like those Ask Chris questions. Keep those coming along, those random ones. You don't have to be wrestling with I talk about wrestling too much. Enough. <laughs> I get paid to write about wrestling. So, Chris uh, got bars. Hey, yo, sitting here on the PMP show. No. I used to um, <laughs> All right. Jeff Hardy works for Yeah. Whoa, y'all still talking about Jeff Hardy? He, he won, guys. <laughs> Oh, it could be Jeff and Uncle Ivan, that's funny. Yeah. Jeff, Eddie, Kane, <laughs> and Uncle Ivan. Those are the top four. Nobody knows who. called. All right, guys. Turn that music down. People are going to think I'm watching. Hey, man. Get away. Let's <laughs> get
2: going. Remember
3: that. Man, listen. Uh,
2: that's,
3: uh, that's the... That's the uh, that's the newest song on one of the PMP playlist, man. You know what? I, I hey, love first. my dad. We need, we need, we need to hear Black Rock or Freestyle
1: for this music. Just need to hear. <laughs> that that got it. <laughs> That's
3: hilarious. All right, yes, yeah, fun times. I agree. All right, guys. That is episode three hundred and eighty two. Matter of fact as we're closing let me bring on the other uh, let me bring on the uh other another one of the PNP playlist songs. Um so that was it for that. That was pretty dope. Um and here's uh one of my favorites man right here. This one is super dope right here.
1: Uh, and this is in Chris's. This is in the Southern Stone Mobile. Our uh, wrestling theme yes. weekend. Our uh, yes. uh, Company car. Yes. We <laughs> was going up and down New York City. To yep. play these we were listening
3: to Christian rap and jazz.
1: <laughs> <Okay, laughs> wrestling things.
3: Weekend. Yes. Christian rap, jazz, and wrestling things. That was. That was. Uh, I was driving the whole time. Evan was just enjoying being the passenger. I was playing Christian rap, uh, Christian R&B, jazz, and wrestling things the whole weekend. Wait, what, 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 was, what was the, uh, you, got, you got to tell everybody what
1: we did when the older lady was crossing the street? Are we blessed
3: in the Roman Reigns thing? Yeah. how
2: she actually was? Blasted Roman Reigns. Yeah, <laughs> that was hilarious. Crossing the street, cue cool,
1: cute. They're rolling uh,
3: I'm the right. so
1: thinking that, that. little old white lady going Right. across. <laughs> that hilarious.
3: <laughs> Absolutely hilarious. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, my favorite NXT team right now. Who has your favorite hair? Um Oh, man. I- I'll still go with UE, Under Era. Um still my favorite. All right, ladies and gentlemen, 282 episodes in the book. Um, this has been a fun episode, man. Actually, one of my favorites of the year. So I really enjoyed tonight. So, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of Evan Tech, and Undermed Radio, I am Chris for the hope Hope, hope this good exit music. Yeah, good exit exit music is are as we're landing in the plane, ladies and gentlemen. 382 episodes with the Pancakes and Power Slam show. I am Chris Featherstone. And without further ado, I hope you enjoy the ride. I hope you enjoy the sale. But we got to bail. We got to go, guys. Have a good night. Without, uh, without you all, this wouldn't be how it is. Go ahead and follow me at Polific man listen give what you can to the patreon if it's a dollar if it's ten dollars um listen show your respect I mean, show your love show your support for the show give what you can I really really appreciate it guys um give on patreon patreon.com slash pancakes and power slam show follow me at Chris prolific at uh, tech underscore etmr follow crave wrestling the pancakes and power slam show on behalf of 382 episodes, I'm Chris Stone. Until next week, enjoy your Rican rust and God bless. And always remember, have a good night, guys. It's been a pleasure. See yeah, you.